0: Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message.
1: Uh, Church, we've been busy this week. And I don't mean like the people that went to Mexico. I mean, we've been busy this week as a church family building the kingdom of God. How many of you know Jesus uh, gave us some really cool instruction and he said, hey, if you're going to live your life and you're going to live it to honor the kingdom of God, here's how you're going to do it. You're going to love God and you're going to love people really well. And this week, I just want you to know as a church family, we learned how to love God and to love people better this week. And God did some really extraordinary things in our hearts and lives. And we just want to share a few of those with you as we kind of get into today. But here's what I want to do as a precursor to that. I want to thank all of you who invested in prayer, finances, collecting clothing, all of those things that we we took 36 or 7 humongous bags. I mean, like 50-pound bags full of clothing and personal care items and and things that they just don't have access to there we got to take 37 bags of those down and give them to these beautiful people for them to be able to enjoy and to have and that's because of your generosity so can we give God a hand and each other hand in that come on And this team will tell you from the beginning, if you've ever gone on a missions trip with River Valley, uh, one of the things that I preach is the fact that preparation is way more important than our skill. We started preparation nine months ago for this team to go down. And the first thing we did was begin to pray. And we saw God answer prayers, open doors, protect us from things that only could have happened with a foundation of prayer being set. And each one of these team members had the responsibility of getting three people to pray for them. One from our church, one from outside of our church, and then the other one could be whoever they wanted, right? And these people, and that's many of you, have been praying for this team and specifically for an individual for almost nine months. And I want you to know that your prayers were answered in what God opened the door for us to be able to do down there. It was an incredible time. I also want to say thank you to our families. You know, we got to go down to Mexico and serve and work and all of those things, and that's awesome. But here's the reality. Most of our families were at home. My wife was at home with three kids, processing through a challenging week. I think those that go on the mission trip actually have it easier than the family that is at home. And I want to just take a moment and honor you who created a way for us as a church family to send out a team to go make a difference, but also held down the home front here doing the things that needed to be done at home. Um, How many of you know it takes a team to get it done? And that's not just those that go, it's also those that are here doing the work that it that requires for families to be able to do those things. And so I want to take a moment, and, and really our, our missions team, I want us to take a moment and honor our family and friends who lent us out for a week to go do the things that God has called us to do. Can we give uh, our church family a hand? And last but not least, I want to thank our eldership. Um, I get the privilege of serving with some incredible men. Men who've been through some pretty challenging spaces when it comes to leadership. And these men have kept their eye on the prize and the call of God for this house. And one of the things that we know that God has called us to do beyond a shadow of a doubt is to take the good news of the gospel, not only to our city and our neighborhoods, but to the nations of the earth. And these men have kept that vision in front of us. And all four of us got to go together to be a part of this trip and to be a part of what God was doing in this space. And it, it was incredible uh, what, that, what that was like for us as an eldership together. And I want to honor Joel Lashaway, Chris Odegaard, and Jason Hubbard as incredible. You men stand up for a second. Can we give them honor? Come on, stand up. These guys lay down their life for this church. You don't know it, but they're seeking God for you and your family. And they're making decisions that that we feel God is leading and prompting us into so that this church can accomplish what God has accomplished to and that we all at the end of this race get to stand before him and hear, well done, well done. And so I just want to honor these men, their dedication, their commitment to seeing God uh, have his way here in our lives and in our church family and across the globe. And so thank you, elders. We, we would not be where we are today without your guys' faithfulness. And I'm just so thankful to get to serve with you, not to call you just uh, partners in ministry, but my friends. Some of my best friends in the world. It's been a pleasure to serve with you this week and to watch our, our team come alive and all the things that God had for us. So, so thank you. Can we give them one more hand? Mm. You know, one thing I'm discovering in my life and journey is how important it is the people that we're doing life with. And how important it is to be really intentional about what we do inside those relational spaces. And church, if you call River Valley your church home, you are in a wonderful place with great people who will walk with you and journey with you. And I saw that lived out in such a beautiful way this past week. I saw a team that ranged from 81 years old down to 11, from all different walks of life, from every different kind of space that you can even imagine, come together around a purpose and a mission and absolutely kill it. I mean, honored one another, loved God, got an incredible amount of work done, poured out the love of Jesus into to people's lives on every turn and had a whole lot of stinking fun doing it while we had that big group together. And, and circumstances were not ideal. Can I just say that? They were not perfect by any means, but this team responded in such an incredible way to the mission that was placed in front of us. And we had incredible leadership on this that made the way for us to be able to do what God has called us to do. And so this morning, we're going to take a few minutes. And for those of you that weren't able to go, um, or those of you that were praying, I want you to hear a little bit about what God did, both in and through this team, as we uh, embarked on this journey last Sunday. And I want to inspire your heart, and I want to be really clear to you. We are not a guilt church. We want to invite you into places of life and ministry and community. And and that's exactly what it is, is an invitation. And I can guarantee you about half of this team prior to going wasn't too sure that this was going to turn out the way that it did. But God met us there and we are better people because of what God did in our lives and built in our hearts as a community. And so we're going to open that up to you a little bit today. Um, and these were the courageous, courageous souls who were willing to get up on the platform in front of you guys and, and share a little bit about what God has done in our lives. So we're just going to have a conversation here this morning. I want to, just as a church family, I want to invite you to, to just... Be in this with us. They're going to share uh, some of the highlights, some of the things that God really did in them throughout this week. Um, And we're just going to have a little fun this morning. Can we do that together, church? No, we had some incredible uh, just moments together as a team. Some of them we thought our life was flashing before our eyes, and others... They were just pure joy uh, and just had an incredible time. Uh, We had some really unique opportunities as a team um, that that God really opened up to us as we were um, just just down there making ourselves available. Some of our team, in fact, I think almost half of our team, this was the first time that they'd ever been on a missions trip. Um, And church, I just want to say I'm super proud of that, that, that we have people that are engaging in this space, pressing through their fear, pressing through their you know, just not even knowing what this is going to be like and getting after it. And this team did a great job. This was actually Nora's first missions trip. Nora, tell us a little bit of something that 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 just kind of stood out to you kind of in your first opportunity to go down. What What's some things that stood out to you in this?
2: Um, so this was nothing like I expected it to be. It was very different. I was imagining, like, this whole thing in my head. And then we got down. I was like, oh, this is, like, not what I was thinking. Um, I think the biggest thing was, like, just how happy everybody was down there. Like, we gave the kids, like, some soccer balls and some candy, and they were so happy. Like, despite how they were living, despite everything they had gone through, like, just that small thing and us interacting with them, like, made their entire week. And it was just really amazing to see everybody's relationship with them, like, so tight. And obviously, we couldn't understand each other very well. We knew, like, a little Spanish, but for the most part, it was just, like, charades and guessing but we still, like, had these really good bonds with them and made, like, friendships that if we go back next year, we'll be like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. And, like, it was just really cool to see everybody so happy and having fun and, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Nora is now a world champion surfer. She got up for her first time on a surfboard, rode it all the way from uh, the wave crest all the way into the beach and stepped off on dry land. And there you go. So if you go on a missions trip, you can learn how to surf too. Come on. Um, We had some uh, just other moments uh, for us as a team that were pretty impacting. Um, And really, a lot of times when we think about missions trips, we think about what we're doing for other people. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. But there's also some pretty incredible things that take place inside of us. Um, and, I, and I would even say transformative moments where we are changed from who we were into some new things that God wants to take us into. Um, and we have some pretty incredible ladies sitting right in the front here um, and each one of them has a pretty unique and distinct um, experience of what God was doing in their life and and i'm, I'm gonna I'm going to hand it off to them here in just a second, but I, I want to preface this with saying um, how many of you guys, if, um, if you had the opportunity, you had just met somebody about three months ago and um, didn't know them very well, in fact, you didn't know them at all, and, and you just started kind of hanging out in their community and around those people, how many of you would um, get on an airplane and fly uh, uh, to San Diego and get on a van and cross the border with those people? Good. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Uh, we had an incredible young lady that we just met a few months ago. Uh, she actually lives in Gooding, right? Um, Charlotte lives in Gooding. She was over here for some stuff that she was doing through school and anyways, I'm not even going to get into that, but she stayed with the Lashaways for, uh, during that time frame and just slowly began to get connected. But the first week, I believe that you were here, we had a missions meeting, wasn't it, the first week? Uh, we, our team was gathering, and she came and sat in on this meeting, and it was like instantaneous, like she needs to go with us. So Joel and Kara over about the next couple weeks started seeding this into her heart and asking her, hey, would you be willing to come? And I don't know what was going on in your brain, but she said yes. <laughs> and thank God she did because Charlotte uh, was a part of this team that if, if this young lady wouldn't have said yes to that opportunity, we would have never got done or been who God wanted us to be, and God knew that, and so he brought her to us, and she said yes to traveling with the craziest bunch of people and experienced something, radical. you've never done this before, have you you've never done a mission trip like that? This was a totally new world for her, and and, and from that place, some really new experiences in God, too. Uh, her upbringing is very different than River Valley. And so she had some other things that she was just processing through kind of the whole time that we were there. Um, but God did such an incredible work, not only through this young lady, but in her. So Charlotte, can you just give us a little perspective of what that was like for you um, and just kind of how you responded to that? Can somebody give her a mic? She, she's going to need that. Um, yeah, share with us just a little bit about what that was like.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, I I think it comes really down to trust. Um, at the beginning of this year, after 2020, I was really determined to grow in my relationship with God. And I really just felt like he was speaking to me to trust him. And I really think that's how I was able to say yes to so many things. Um, there were moments that I really questioned that, not going to lie to you. <laughs> Um, but while we were down there, there were so many incredible things happening and so many incredible ways that God was just showing me how his will was coming to fruition. Uh, we, Nate and I, one day got to haul four truckloads of horse manure to the garden, <laughs> loaded by hand. Um, the vehicle we were driving was less than reliable. The uh, ground that we were working was not that great, but um, we poured our hearts into that. And I just really felt like in that moment, God was telling me, like, sometimes you have to do the dirty work. Sometimes you really have to just go into things with love and joy. And actually on that day, I had that written on my wrist. So I wrote those this morning. And to for him to really enter your life, you have to give Give him your all, and if I mean if, if nothing else, among all the amazing things I learned on this trip, I think that's one of the biggest. This is to trust in him with everything, and I'm so thankful for the experience.
1: Man, how many of you would pay a little money to learn that in your life? Come on, I, I think I think this is part of our everyday journey, getting up and just saying, God, I trust you with today. I mean, you know, God sometimes puts us in environments where he really tests that in our life. And Charlotte, I just want you to know, number one, um, we love having you as part of this family. I I don't know what took God so long to get you here, uh, but I am so thankful for you and just the joy that you bring. Um, and, And it has been such a delight to watch you just pursue him with your whole heart and to throw yourself headlong into being a part of a community of people that you didn't grow up with, um, but you've given your whole heart to. And so thank you for making us better as a church family and as a team. Thank you for being just the incredible joy that you are. And I cannot wait to see what God does with your life in the future as you head off to college. So can we give her a hand? We had lots of really pivotal moments for us as a team. Every day we would do devotions and worship in the morning and debrief in the evening with uh, similar type stuff. And one night we got to go out to the beach and uh, just spend some time. How many of you know when you sit on the edge of the ocean and you look out over it, you are reminded God is really big? And it's, it's just such a humbling, important place for us to be. And then from that, we all gathered around a campfire and just just talked about being thankful for the things that God was doing in our lives and, and to pause for a few minutes and to not be rushed. I mean, you know, we're just too busy in life. We're just going too fast so many times, and we don't take the time to say thank you to God for all that He's doing us. One night, we were sitting around in the beach, on the beach, around a campfire. About half the group was getting completely smoked out, and the rest of the group was really enjoying our time. Uh, but as we were talking and people were just sharing Uh, Just thankfulness of what God was doing in them. There was a pivotal moment that happened for us as a team, Uh, a pivotal moment that happened in conversation where we were kind of cruising along in a really cool place and then somebody took us really deep. Like there was just a moment of vulnerability and openness that took our team to a new level of relationship with one another. And that actually came through a young lady. Um, Zoe Bobst uh, just began to be incredibly authentic with our team. And invite us into that place in her life. Um, and what it did is it opened the door for the rest of us to go deeper. And I just want to say, I don't know where you're at in your life or what, where you're at in community. But I want you to know that that one person can make a difference between just being kind of hanging out together or being a people that learn how to walk in authentic, genuine community together. And Zoe, you created that opportunity for our team. Um, and I just want to say thank you for that, um, because it, it took us as a team to a deeper place relationally and in pursuit of God. And so would you just share a bit? You don't have to necessarily share about that moment, but just, just share a little bit about what God was doing in you on this trip, because this was your first mission trip as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so share with us just a little bit about what, what God was doing in you.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um... Well, I remember, like, it all started, like, with all the meetings and stuff, right? I remember going to the meetings, and then they'd be like, oh, go talk to someone new. And I'd be like, no, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, I just want to go on the mission trip. Like, I don't want to get deep with these people. Like, I don't know them. They don't need to know me. And then, like, I just kind of kept that mind frame. Like, just keep them at a distance. Like, you'll go. You'll, like, worship. You'll, like, be there for other people. But, like, you don't need... To open yourself up to these people like there's no like reason that you would ever have to do that so I just had that mindset and we're getting on the plane and um, Pastor Tim asked us to think through some questions and one of the questions was like what is your expectation for the trip and where he said that and I was thinking like aren't we supposed to go into it, like, with no expectation, like, you know, like, go into it, like, with an open mind, so I was, like, well, I'll just leave that question, like, for later, and I was, like, going through, and I put, like, to learn something new, or something like that, and I was, like, I know that'll happen, like, that's fine, so we're going through the trip, going through the trip, and, like, I just started to, like, trust the people around me more, and people were opening up to me, and, I was starting to be like well maybe I do want to get to know these people like they're opening up to me like why should I be closed off to them and then I remember Libby started to open up and that's what opened me up is she started sharing and I'm sitting around the fire and I'm like why like why would I not share like what is the worst thing that would happen to me if I'm like vulnerable with these people and that was like my biggest nightmare to be honest with you I was like I do not want to do this I was like I told myself I wasn't going to but um like I'm so glad that I did and I didn't even feel like that I had changed anything I was like yeah I shared like it's over now no one's going to talk about it again and then after everyone's like after you shared like everything was opened up and like people started being vulnerable and I was like like after me, like are you sure? Like I didn't even want to share, and um, yeah, that's kind of like, I don't know, like when I changed to where I was like I'm gonna share, but it just like happened. Come
1: on, uh, how many of you know that God sets up moments in our lives? Uh, he sets us up, and, I, and there's there's lots of times in life that if we don't have the faith or the courage to step into a moment, we're going to miss that moment. And I just so appreciate the courage of this young lady, but we we had a, a lot of folks on our team that took some pretty big steps this week when it came to community, relationship, being real with one another. And because of that we find ourselves as a church community drawing closer into what I believe the heartbeat of God is for us. In fact, um, as we were leaving that night, and Ashley, you're not going to talk now. I'm going to save you for the end. Uh, but as we were leaving that night, we were, we were driving back from the beach, and uh, we might have got a little lost. Okay, we got a lot lost. Uh, but we were driving back from the beach, and uh, Ashley looked over. We were sitting next to each other in the van, and Ashley looked over me me. She said, think this is what Jesus meant it was supposed to be like, to be the body of Christ, to be family, to be together. And it was like this just beautiful moment of, yeah, sitting around campfires, being in relationship with each other, doing hard things, and celebrating it. And none of it was easy, but it was worth it. It was worth it. And I think, church, we've got some learning to do in this space, and we're continuing to just say, God, teach us. But there's some things for us to learn when it comes to walking in community together. And so what what I want to do is just take a moment here. Um, Zoe actually went with her dad and her sister uh, on this trip. We actually had a lot of uh, families connected uh, in this trip, which is, uh, parents, if you want to do just something extraordinary with your kids or give them an incredible opportunity, do a missions trip with them. Vacation is cool. A missions trip is transformative. Okay. it's the best money you'll ever spend but 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 Scott um, uh, came with his two daughters um, and and really had some expectation and hope about what that was going to look like and so we wrecked all of that for him um, and 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 really put him in some uncomfortable situations and then some really great ones for him driving uncomfortable but he did awesome <laughs> But we had a really incredible uh, kind of moment as a team and, and with our leadership where um, we had placed um, Richard in charge of a house build because he had, he had done it a few times, and he just has such passion in this space. Um, and, and Richard and Scott um, kind of jumped into this this environment. Scott was supposed to lead the second day of the house build, um, and then we had Nation who's going to lead the third day, who did an awesome job. I don't know where he's at, but way to go, buddy. Um I'm going to steal on the show, but here's the deal. These two men modeled to our team what it looks like to submit to one another, and because of their leadership, uh, God gave us the ability to kick out a house that was not only crazy town fast, but incredibly beautiful for a single mom and her three little girls, who have come out of a horrible, horrible situation, and God is setting their feet on a walk. So, Richard and Scott, would you guys just talk for talk with us a little bit about kind of what that looked like? Because um, I know for both of you, there were moments of, okay, how do we do this? What does this look like? Can you just share with us a little bit about what God was doing in you guys as you uh, kind of process through um, this time together and what it looked like to build? Is your mic working? Is it green? Perfect. Knock it out.
5: Okay, vamos, vamos a ver como sale. See how this comes out.
1: He's cheating in Spanish, so just
5: um, Tim stole my word. Submit, so you should let us talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I with a good team, I can build a house in a week. Um, and the opportunity to submit to uh, God's will, Tim's overall leadership, and and. Scott's skill level and personality and abilities and nation and the rest, rest of the team. Um, I, uh, I was, I was forced to set myself aside. And Ed uh, <laughs> <laughs> Smith, and we got it done in two days. Yeah. Yeah. We got, yeah, the thousand. Oh, Jesus. We built a house for this woman and her kids in two days and in another day and a half did some just amazing things, but it was, um, you know, but it was submitting to um, my peers and my teammates and other leaders and sharing that, you know, sharing that platform to get it done, right? And so it wasn't about building a house. It was about submitting. It was about working together.
0: Um, I, I would say submitting was a good word as well. Um, when we started, uh, you know, you're dropped off, you got lumber, you got a bunch of kids there and a little piece of paper and you're supposed to build a house, you know? And so I'm like, we got a week, we got to go. And so I'm freaking out, running all over the place. Like somebody got to set up, you know? And Richard was just slow in a good way. Okay. He let things develop. He waited on God to Kind of developed the team and the situation, and uh, I got over myself and I relaxed and I realized that that was the key to the whole thing was letting God lead, letting people lead with love and with their hearts. And pretty soon, people just stepped up and started doing things. It didn't take me to lead. It didn't really take Richard to lead. I think God led the whole thing, and so uh, that was pretty transformative for me. It was like, hey, wait, you can calm down and kind of let God do His job. I don't have to do that job. And it worked out perfectly, so I was glad this man was in charge. And uh, I just thought it was a great, great build. And the thing is, like these kids, they're amazing. I feel like they could accomplish anything. I would, I would take them to do any project there is because, I mean, their hearts are in the right place. Uh, they are submitted to God, and they're hard workers, and they can do a lot. And so, you know, I saw so many kids that I could brag on that were just fantastic out there. So it was, it was great. Go ahead. These
5: guys are not going to toot their own horn, but I have it from three very reliable people in that town that there has
1: never been a house built like these guys put together. Um, in our culture today, we don't have a lot of men who will lead with humility. In our culture today, we have a lot of men who lead out of a place of pride because their ego is involved in everything that they do. And I watched two men who are very capable, and I mean very capable on their own, submit to each other and even submit to younger leaders under them and serve them. And because of that, God multiplied the work of their hand. Something we could have never Accomplished in the time frame that we had, because of good leadership and loving submission to one another, we got to see God do something extraordinary in this house build. And, and we, we talk about this all the time. It's not the work that it's in, is important. it's the people that we're involved in that with and that we're doing it for. And these two men modeled what it meant to be humble, servant-hearted leaders. Uh, to submit to one another, um, and to do that in such a way that that it, it cut across the grain of their very nature, and that right there is the sign of the Holy Spirit's work in developing character in our lives. And men, and I just want to speak this to all the men on this trip. You set such a good example for us as a team to follow when it came to the place of humility and honor and loving one another. There was not an ego one that got in the way of what God wanted to do in and through this team. And it started with our build site and how you guys handled that. And Richard, I want to say how proud I am of you and uh, the way that you carried that leadership. Um, I'll trust you with any team. And I just want you to know, there's not very many people I'd say that about. And so thank you. Thank you for leading well. Thank you for being humble. We're going to close today, um, just talk a little bit about the heart of what this is all about. At the very core of everything that we do from a mission standpoint as a church family, it centers around the mission of Jesus and people. Jesus came to this world so that people could find hope in Him and the kingdom of God. We can build houses, we can do medical clinics, we can do all of those things, but if they don't point people to Jesus, then we are wasting our time. And this team pointed people to Jesus at every turn and on every project. We didn't even hardly get an opportunity to talk about what took place at the Women's and Children's Shelter, but we had an incredible team that literally transformed that place into a safe haven for moms and kids to find joy in Jesus, to learn, to know that they're valued and loved. We had a painting crew that both painted walls and beautiful murals on them that was second to none. I mean none. They, they created such a cool environment for these ladies. We helped them to create an opportunity for them to have sustainable food down the road uh, for them as a community together. Uh, we created spaces for kids to have fun. Just, it was incredible what God did in that time. But all of it was centered around the people that we got an opportunity to come and walk alongside. And uh, we got an opportunity this year to watch somebody come alive. We got an opportunity to watch a woman be transformed right before our eyes on this trip. And to come in her to her own and to recognize just the beautiful treasure that God has made her to be. We got to see gifting come out of her. We got to see compassion come out of her. But what we got to see is a woman begin to understand that God has created her with an incredible purpose. And a deep compassion inside of her. And Ashley is, is kind of new to this whole space when it comes to missions and even community and all of this stuff. And, and she'd be the first to tell you that this is, this is ground that is new territory for her to journey in. But God did something so miraculous in this woman that as a team we got to watch, not only watch, but just experience the transformative work of God in her life. And God gave her opportunity that if she wouldn't have been on this trip, um, I'm concerned about what would have happened with some of the people that surrounded our build site. Because God gave her opportunity to come alongside of them and and to create hope for them and opportunity. And so, Ashley, um, I'm not going to look at you. (laughs) Um, I'm just so grateful that uh, you risked this. I know your initial response to this was, yeah, I'm going to back out. I'm done. I'm good. You guys go have fun. Um, but because of you, we were a whole team. And we got to go do some things um, that without you would have been completely impossible. And so thank you for bringing your whole heart into this. And I want you to just take a moment, if you would, just share a little bit about kind of what this was like for you, what it impacted you and what you saw that really propelled you forward, and some of the things that God's doing in your life. I'm
6: still processing everything that we experienced in the lives that we touched, and just going through this gut wrenching, twisting, pulling out um, emotion that has been coming throughout the entire week but initially initially I had through a broken fridge and a broken air AC went anyway and I was going to be teaching parenting and nutrition (laughs) both of things I did not do (laughs) Um, I had this plan that that was what was going to be the contribution and we were going to have a good time and that, that was going to be what what was going to happen and God did not have that plan at all. <laughs> not at all. And the impact of just seeing God's almighty, powerful hand come down like wind and perform miracles through us, for the people, and for us, has been just the most, most amazing experience of my life. And... There's two examples that I want to share with you. The first one being a man searching for the Holy Spirit, searching for God. On the beach, we were going to relax, and we were like, oh, we're going to relax and just reflect. And, and um, here comes this man, just walking, tattered, alone, searching. And um, right beside me, he just came and stood of course, I'm like, hola. <laughs> um, and it was a man that a lot of times most of us would be like, oh, should I be afraid? Or what does he have in his pocket? Or what's going on here? Why is he so close? But when you're working, focusing on God, that fear isn't there. And it's a different approach when, you, when we come through an approach with people through, in God's way, to show love. And um, he started squo- uh, quoting scripture. And, it, and he said, I've been searching for the Holy Spirit. I want to feel God's love. And there's no place you can go, and there's no way to escape God's love. And he asked for prayer. So Pastor Jason came and prayed with him, prayed with him and he just kept saying the same words over and over again I'm searching for god's spirit i'm searching for the holy spirit i want to feel the holy spirit i'm lost i don't feel love the the love of god and he just kept on and on in the prayer and we kept praying and 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 at the very end at the very end pastor jason said look there's no place you can go There's nothing you can do. There's no way to escape God's love, and he and something flashed in his eyes, (laughs) and he had a smile, and it settled deep in him, and he was speechless. (laughs) The second example, there are so many. There are so many. Um, Second one is getting off the bus at the build. I saw this beautiful little girl immediately, just immediately, my eyes went straight to her, and her name is Silda, and she'll turn 11 this week on the 21st, and there's something special about this girl, like God says, help her. I, I want her. She's to be. She's separate. I, I, there's, I have something for this little girl. Let's do something. And I spent some time with her. We were just, you know, playing. And later on, I found out that the fifteenth, her mom was sending her to the north for human trafficking. And. Through the power of prayer, praying that cars don't start, wheels come flying off the car, <laughs> that God will stop what the devil has planned for evil and turn it around for good. And that I don't, it was the 15th, and, and then I was looking for her, and I didn't see her at first. And there's the gut wrench. And then here she comes running straight to me with a smile. And um, she was there. And she was reading the Bible. And she's such a special little girl. So that didn't happen. She wasn't sent. And God has... We, ha, we were supposed to go to the orphanage that following day or so, and I didn't want to go. I was like, I don't want to go. I was thinking of anything I could, like, can I just want to go back over here and be with her? I just want to be with her. I don't want to go to the orphanage. And God said, no, you're going to do what I tell you to do. <laughs> and, and so I was like, okay. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, as you say. And so I went to the orphanage, and it was amazing to see how God has placed people in the right places at the right time so that his will is done. By going to the orphanage and being obedient to his word, I was able to find a permanent help. For her, not try to fix it on my accord or what I think needs to happen or try to fix everything myself, but to just lean in on God's power that He's got it taken care of, that He has His holy ones in the right places to do the right thing at the right time and trust in that. And, um, and so that, that, that's happened. And so there's people working now, even now, just like the song, Even When You Don't See It, I'm Working. God is working. Um, the little That family, the pictures you saw on the video, that's the family. And one of the little girls, that's one of the little girls. They're going to be looking into getting a permanent, secure home for that family.
1: Um, how many of you know that God knows what he's doing with your life? He knows where to put you. He knows when to put you there. I just love what Ashley shared there, that if, if we'll just submit to his direction in our life, he's going to work things out. The three days prior to going to the orphanage, uh, we cried a lot. And some of us were, were going the other direction of, there is no way that this little girl is going to be taken from her family. And how many of you know that when we try to do it on our own, things get messy real fast? So we trusted, we prayed, we trusted God and asked God to open doors and now this young lady is going to get an opportunity not only to not be taken from her family and put into human trafficking, but is going to find a safe place and home where she gets to be a part of and loved and cared for. And that was because a, a woman was sent by God to go get in the middle of that and not try to handle it on her own, but to trust that God was going to use her to connect some things together. We know that's not the story for every life, but we do know that God knows exactly what he's doing if we will submit to this process in our life. So here's what I want to say in closing today. We oftentimes look at missions work or all of these things as the things we go and do in Mexico or the Philippines or Nepal or wherever. And many of you would go, yeah, that's not my calling. Can I, can I remind you that Jesus said, go to everybody? Not just to the teams that hear it and say, okay, we'll go to Mexico, but to your neighbor, right? To the people that are around you every day in life. And we have missional opportunities constantly that I can tell you right now, at least the 36 people that went down on this mission trips have, have some different eyes to see what's going on around us day in and day out. And I want to invite you into that place because as a church family, we want to be a church family that is on mission with what God is doing here in our community, and abroad. We want to be those that are listening, hearing, and responding so that we don't walk past the child or the moment like that and miss an opportunity to help somebody get out of a horrible situation and to find hope in Jesus. And and so what I want to tell you is that we have incredible opportunities that God is opening up to us as a church family right here in our everyday lives that we want to be tuned to the Holy Spirit and invite him to lead us in those moments. Um, And as we just pause for a moment, I I do want to thank the team that said yes to going. I want to say thank you for your character. Thank you for your concern. Thank you for your hard work. If you look at their faces right now, half of them are asleep. We got back last night at 11 o'clock. And we don't finish our mission trips until we gather together as a church family and seal it. That work, And so that's why we're here today, is to celebrate what God has done and to invite him to do whatever he needs to do in us so that we would live our lives on mission right here and now. So here's actually how we're going to close our service today. Every week we get together in small groups and we just spend some time talking about what God was speaking to us. Today we've gone way over time. Um, But here's what we're going to do. We're going to break into small groups for just a few minutes. And I've asked our missions team to join into all those groups and we're going to take just a few moments together in these small groups, three to five, maybe six to eight people, and we're going to say, God, what do you want to do in us, in our community, and wherever that is for you? If it's local, wonderful. If, God, if you're just visiting with us today, whatever God wants to do in your life, we want to make ourselves available for God to work in and through us just like this team got to do for the last week down in Mexico. How many of you know that God's not just interested in Mexico He's really interested in what's going on in your neighborhood and in your workplace, and so he sent you there as a missionary, and so we just want our hearts to be aligned with that. So I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet with me, if you would. I'm going to pray a prayer here, and I'm going to ask you to break into groups. I know a, a few of you at times will be like, yeah, this is the part of the service where I sneak out, and I understand that because sometimes it, it's challenging. It's a little bit. Weird. It's like we have to get over that little barrier of hi, what's your name? And like, but can I just tell you, it is so worth it to be in community. Let me say that again it is so worth it to be in community. We need each other. This team is proof of that. Um, not that we needed that proof, but this team is absolutely proof of that. And so I'm going to pray over us. Now I'm going to ask you to just hang out for a few minutes with the people that are around you. And again, some of the team is just going to jump right in with you. And just take a few moments to pray and say, God, what, what is it that you want to do through our lives in our community this week? What is it that you want to do in and through me today, God? And God, I'm just making myself available so that your kingdom could be advanced. And you don't know the stories of the people's lives that are around you. And you don't know that it might be just right now in this moment that God has something he wants to do through you to bring them closer to him. So Father, we thank you for all that you have done. God, you get the glory, Lord, for what took place in Mexico and what's happening here in the Treasure Valley. But God, we recognize very clearly Lord, that you are not teaching us these things just simply for us to be more knowledgeable, but God, you want to see action from our life in reaching out to those that are around us. And so, God, we, we right now ask that you would show us and direct us, God, what this looks like in the days ahead of us in our lives. And Lord, we do pray for the incredible people that we got to be a part of their lives down in Mexico, God. We pray for Dorothy and the women's shelter, God. We pray for Cece and her home and her family, God, and every other person, Lord, Lord, that we got to walk with in life in and relationship, that your blessing would be upon their life and Lord, that you would draw them ever closer to you. And God, now we're praying the same thing over our lives right here in the Treasure Valley. God, that our neighbors and our co-workers, Lord, that our friends would never be the same, God, because of the work that you're doing in our lives, Lord. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you to nudge us, to encourage us, and even to drag us sometimes, God, into the moments, Lord. Lord, where we get to see life transformation happen around us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your incredible mercy and your grace, Lord, that you've extended to us, God. Help us to be conduits of that to the people that are around us in life, God. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Take just a few minutes with the people that are around you. Let's pray into this moment and then have an incredible week. We will see you guys next Sunday as Daryl is going to be preaching the word to us. So be here next Sunday. It's going to be incredible. God bless you guys. Thanks again for listening to this
0: message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.